What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Calling the Dogs with Chance and Chi. Uh, I'm, I'm calling in uh, all the way from Birmingham, Alabama, all all around this the Southeastern Conference today. <laughs> Coming in, I was, I'm visiting my cousin, so I'm, 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 we're doing this we're doing this on the road uh, on the road this week. We're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. <laughs> Nothing's going to keep us from recording this. <laughs> But but uh, we wanted to do a do a little little, little preview and uh, and give a little update on uh, on what's going on here. But uh, but we wanted to kind of dive into the to the big the big the big preview for the uh, Middle Tennessee State game. Yeah, we figured we should probably you know spend uh, you know maybe an hour's worth of time on Middle Tennessee State. It's going to be the big game of the year. Seven thirty? No, sorry, seven fifteen. Something along those lines. For some reason, yeah. they made this a night game, and I can't, for the life of me, figure out why. Um, get the, make this a noon game instead, and just let us get it over with, and you know, maybe leave in time to to go watch the LSU Auburn game. That's have we I, ever have we ever asked for a noon game? Have we ever said at one point just like, please make a noon game? No, I mean, can you? I mean, remember our freshman and sophomore year when we were begging for a three thirty game? We're, we're just spoiled, and that's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> we're just a bunch of brats. <laughs> <laughs> With last year, we had, I think the only noon games we had were was it Vanderbilt, and then also Georgia Tech was a noon game. Is that right? But now we're just now every game can't be at noon. It's like we've got some kind of Kirby just walked in and said we will not have noon games. Hold, hold on, hold on one second. Did, were you just handed a beer? I wasn't handed a beer. I was handed a what? What, what am I? What am I drinking? A whiskey concoction. That was what it was just named. That's 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 my man right there. That's my man. It is a it is a whiskey concoction, and it is fantastic. We 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 want to what something that we want to start doing is is talking about. Well, you know, most of the time it's going to be whenever we're celebrating the big wins, but we want to talk about the concoctions that we are actually drinking and uh, while we record the podcast and enjoying the big win. Oh yeah, my 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 cousin my cousin's helped me out too. She gave me this like, oh my god, this is in like one of them these frozen these frozen glasses that's got the ice in the little. You can see, you can see it. They can't see it, but it's got the ice on the little on the side here, like down that down in the corner. Like this is a fancy this is a fancy. I'm drinking fancy tonight. <laughs> All right, I'm not I'm not good at making this like for <laughs> not radio. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad. Just so we know, Chancy is it's fancy. Chancy yeah. is fancy. And uh, any anywho, sorry, I'm just getting excited. She she is already uh, downed his bourbon and uh, bourbon and Coke. Uh, Buffalo Trace was my bourbon of choice, and Coke Zero because why not watch your calories, kids? He's so watching your figure, got to keep that figure in check. <laughs> yeah, I really I work on it hard. I work on it real hard. Um. What we're going to do today is that we're going to try to keep this short, and we're probably already at five minutes because that's the kind of stuff that we do. Uh, yeah, we are pretty close. So we're going to try to keep this short and just give you a little bit of a Middle Tennessee preview, and unfortunately, we don't know jack crap about Middle Tennessee for the most part, so we're going to give you as much of a preview as we can, and then uh, we'll kind of dive into a couple other things. But uh, uh, Chancey, I, I know that... You know, we we kind of done a little bit of research, but uh, the number one thing you need to know about this Middle Tennessee team is they lost to Vanderbilt the first week of the season, thirty-five to seven. 
Now, what's crazy about that game is I was actually looking into the stats for it, and it's weird because Vanderbilt only amassed 177 rushing yards against Middle Tennessee, and they only amassed 170 passing yards and somehow scored 35 points. So, you know, do, do some math there. What is that, about 350 yards total? Uh, you know, sorry, th- yeah, 347. It's actually right in front of my face. Um, <laughs> so 347 yards, 35 points. I, you know, it just doesn't really add up. I expect us to score more than 35 points. In fact, I think we might score 50 plus. Um, and, and aside from that, I mean, there's really only like a few guys that you need to focus on. Um, and they they have a quarterback. They have, they have a decent quarterback. They have a, uh, decent running back and they have a decent receiver. Now, the quarterback is actually the son of the coach, which we've seen before. I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of a funny thing in college football to me is whenever you find the quarterback and son coach. I mean, the son and son and father coach quarterback, and it, for some reason, why is it only the quarterbacks? That's my question. Why can't it be a son that's like a running back or a cornerback or something like that? Well, I feel like it might be just the coach and the the, the coach has. The son's in there watching the game with the with the coach and and sees, and is just in the film room and and doing all the things that a quarterback does and they're just above average when it comes to the IQ. But I don't I don't remember a father son quarterback tandem that was super successful. Yeah, they're all of the small schools. <laughs> yeah. They're all of the small schools for the most part. I mean, it's kind of one of those things that makes me think about like little league like baseball or something. Whenever the coach was like always had to have their son on the team and the son might not be very good it might or it might be the star player so it's kind of one of those things it's like yeah well let's see how he does um but the quarterback's name is brent Stockstill, which i have trouble pronouncing and then uh there's also a their leading rusher only has 79 yards on the season uh actually the entire team only has 193 rushing yards on the season chancy how many how many rushing yards do you expect expect them to get this weekend for them to get? Yeah, for them to get. Yeah. 12. 12 yards. 12. Uh, we'll put the over-under line at 15 and a half. Okay. Now. And now. I'm going to go over. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to be serious, then I'll say they'll get over. But I don't see them getting more than, I mean, really, like, if we held South Carolina to 54 yards, I mean, I don't see them getting much over that, if any. Well, I think we'll probably, you know, come out and get at least a 21-point halftime lead, and uh, we'll probably start throwing in second stringers, third stringers in this in the third quarter. So that's kind of what I expect. Um, here at the Calling Dogs, Calling the Dogs podcast, we're not afraid to call a team or a game a cupcake game. Uh, so this is certainly a cupcake game. We're we're kind of beyond the point where we're concerned about a nickel state at this point would you say so i mean we're we're, we're not going to be concerned about a middle tennessee state game no 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 this is good to kind of get out of the way and kind of get us ready for uh get us ready for sec the sec football just kind of the string of, of the games we've got coming up yeah yeah absolutely um well that shatan shatan i think his name is the running back's name c-h-a-t-o-n it's either Chaitan or Chaton. I'm not sure. I prefer uh, Chaton. I, it sounds, you know, kind of French, I guess. Chaton. 
Uh, so Shaton Mobley, we're going to call him that. He's got 79 yards on the season. And then there's a receiver that's actually, he's got three touchdowns, but he's only got a amassed, amassed, I love using that word, 105 uh, yards on the uh, over the two games. So that his name is C.J. Windham, and, and he's number 81. So the running back's number is 44, the receiver's number 81. Watch out for those guys. They are X-Factors from Middle Tennessee. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if there's anything else really to talk about with them. <laughs> no, just just look for look for young guys to play. This is a game. Just want to keep everybody healthy. Do a lot of rotation. Don't don't spend too much time with any any one player on the field. And uh, let's let's get on to some some SEC football. Well, something that we didn't talk about a whole lot last week is that the fact that Demetrius Robertson did not play a whole lot until he didn't get in until. Was it late in the third quarter, something like that? Whenever we yeah. started playing our twos, he came in, and uh, I don't even know if he had a catch last weekend. Basically, it's kind of one of those things that, um, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Kirby's going to make every guy on this team earn his spot. And Demetrius Robertson, don't don't get me wrong, the guy's as talented as, po- as, as a receiver as we have on this team. But the fact that we have three guys right now that we can depend on that have been in this scheme for a long time, I mean, we've got some senior leadership from Terry Goblin. I mean, we've just got guys that have already filled those roles as X, Y, and Z receivers. I'm just kind of expecting Demetrius to be kind of one of those guys that in a certain situation, in the right time, in the right place, he's going to come in and make a big play. Um, we'll see if uh, let's we'll see if maybe next weekend against Missouri that might be the time. But this weekend he's going to get some play playing time. There's no doubt about it. And I mean, hell, maybe maybe he might go for another what 75 yard run. Was it that that long? It's like 72 or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here at calling the dogs, <laughs> we're not going to be exact. <laughs> um, I think you know. Nah. Go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say I agree with you. I, I mean, I, he's compared to the guys that we've got that have been playing he's basically the equivalent of just like like a really a five-star freshman wide receiver and all these other guys have are experienced and have been in there and he's he's got the talent but just doesn't know the scheme well yet and I think eventually he'll he'll be out there he'll get his time um but we've we just we're just so stacked at the receiver position uh that he'll have to he's gonna have to earn his spot oh absolutely well the uh so the only other thing I wanted to bring up that we didn't really, excuse me, we didn't really cover a whole lot during the South Carolina recap is that Andrew Thomas, as we all know, he had a little ankle sprain this past weekend. He's going to be okay. Thank the Lord that it is not something more serious than that. But what I want to say is that Cade Mays came in, and, and we both had talked about it, but Cade Mays came in and played really well. Um, I actually had read that uh, Andrew Thomas had been held out a little bit this week. I don't know if he was held out today, um, but at, at the end of the day, I think we should just kind of keep him off, you know, let him do some rehab on that on that ankle sprain, and I don't I don't really want him to see the field this weekend. K. Mays can fill in that spot and be completely fine for this weekend. Let's hold him out until Missouri next weekend. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'd say let's let's get Cade some more experience, and um, give him some time to work on his technique, and uh, just kind of build off of what he did the second half of the South Carolina game. Uh, just keep him 
just give them some more opportunities. And there's no need to. We know we know that uh, Thomas can play, and so we don't need to. We don't need to worry about that. We don't need to put him at risk during this game. So let's uh, let's give Kate some more some more snaps and uh, making an impact there. So Absolutely, I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. Man, it's a uh, man. It's crazy. You know, he came from. A, I mean, I know he was a five star prospect, but you know, you look at the guy and you think, well, he went to a smaller private school in Tennessee, and then you come out there and he comes out there and he looks like a big old boy next to. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he was meant to be there. Uh, so I was really pumped to see him kind of you know come in there and, and take the reins and and take over that left tackle spot, which is a huge responsibility, especially going up against an opponent like South Carolina. So I was I was excited. I was proud of him. Uh, not that me being proud of him means means anything, but <laughs> it just Cade. Just so you know, man, I'm proud of you, bro. <laughs> good, good job, Cade. <laughs> uh, so let's. Uh, what do you think about let's? Uh, since we don't have a lot to say about Middle Tennessee, they they uh, they did beat Tennessee Martin sixty-one to thirty-seven. That was their second game of the season. I expect us to score maybe sixty-one on them, and then they score maybe ten. So uh, that's uh, you know not a prediction, but uh, I think we're gonna have this one. Um, let's let's just I don't want to count our chickens before they hatch, but let's just go ahead and say we should demolish them. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be fine with that, and because of that, we want to kind of dive into now that we've had a couple weeks into or into the season, we want to kind of look at what's the state of the SEC after a couple weeks after week two. Where is the SEC? Where where were our predictions accurate? What are we, are we afraid of more people more than we were? Uh, that kind of thing. So uh, let's. I think we wanted to start with the start with the East. Well, go ahead and uh, go ahead and tell them how pumped we are about the the Kentucky win last weekend. Oh, sweet baby Jesus! I had I had almost as much fun during that game as I did. Uh, during the South Carolina game uh, afterwards, I was with my, my buddy and we were watching it, and uh, it was like we were cheering for the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When Snell got the ball, we were we were we were hyped, we were jacked up, and uh, it's it's crazy to think that uh, that this Florida team was the one that, after 31 years of beating Kentucky, uh, with a lot of close calls in there, but after 31 years, they finally beat them. Um, so. Even just with that win, that kind of tells you where we're at in the SEC East. Well, you, you know, <laughs> this is this is insane. <laughs> well, Florida. I mean, yeah. There's uh, so you know. Once again, there's still several dumpster fires in the SEC East with the headliners of Florida and Tennessee. And don't get me wrong, I'm never cheering for either one of those teams. They both can uh, just kind of reside in the dumpster if, as long as they need to. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of one of those things that we grew up, you and I, watching the Florida and Tennessee games, uh, you know, against, you know, playing against Georgia and uh, in the early 2000s. And those were some of the biggest games of the year. So it's kind of one of those things where I'm still wanting them to be slightly competitive, but us still beat their ass. Uh, is that a fair, fair thing to say? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, but I think it's just. A, to me, what it is is it's, uh, this is a product of the the turnover at the coaching position that we have gone through in the SEC, and you literally see that across the conference. Before Kirby came in, Rick was by far the most tenured coach in the SEC by many years, and Saban was the closest behind him. But they looked at the um, the tenure, like the average tenure of a coach before 
the 11 years before Saban, and it was over six years. And the ele- the average of average tenure after our coach after Saban was just over three years, and that's huge. And that does not give your coach a time to develop a program uh, in the way that the way that you need to. And so I think that has obviously contributed to to what's going on, especially in the East and just in the SEC in general. All these coaches. I mean, I love Kirby, but Kirby walked into a good thing. Kirby walked into a real good thing. I mean, he walked into a a nine ten win team that that he he got to he got to take over in the most fertile recruiting ground in all of college football, and uh, nobody else can really say that. Uh, Dan uh, Dan Mullen can can say that, but he he's got a lot of competition. You know, he he inherited just a terrible team, but he's in a very fertile recruiting ground, and I think he with time could get there. Uh, but where he's at right now, and the quarterback. Uh, that is Felipe Franks, is a joke, and um, and I love it, and I laugh every time. It's a great joke. <laughs> I laugh at it every time that I see it. But their whole team is just it's not it's not good. Tennessee is is a joke as well. And well they're, like you said, they're both they're both terrible. Yeah, well, you know, Florida, uh, right after they lost to Kentucky for the first time in thirty one years, well, the thirty second year is their loss. Um, they. Got back in the locker room, and then uh, one of their star running backs, I don't exactly know what his name was, but one of their star running backs announced literally in the locker room that he was transferring from the program. So, obviously, some people are not happy with Dan Mullen there. So, I mean, I think he's a good coach, uh, but, uh, you know, let's be honest, man. He's, uh, he's, he's no miracle worker. I mean, you can't come into a program like that that's been just abysmal for the past several years and uh, just turn around and, and, and basically in an off season. So um, I'm not hoping that they come back. Um, I'm hoping we beat them for uh, as long as we can. Uh, but, you know, I think Florida will – I think they will get better under Dan Mullen, but that's not saying much. I think they will be better than the Jim McElwain uh, years, and that's uh, that's about as much as they can hope for. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's move on a little bit. Let's talk about so Tennessee got their first one of the year uh, against Eastern Tennessee State, something like that, fifty nine to three, a heavy opponent. Uh, really, I, I've actually I've actually got some friends that uh that went to pharmacy school there. It's a great great school, good institution. I was actually not, I actually drove through there not too long ago, and it's in Johnson City, great place to be. Um, but their football is garbage, <laughs> and uh, and I'm glad that Tennessee got a win under their belt, and that they had to under East Tennessee State because West Virginia bent them over uh, in the opener, and uh, it was it was great. <laughs> I think we, I think we could a- assemble a high Georgia high school all star squad that could actually put up more points against Tennessee than that Eastern Tennessee State game uh, team. So. Uh, you know, we'll leave it at that. Uh, let's uh, let's kind of keep around the uh, east a little bit. I mean, Missouri kind of cleaned up against Wyoming. That's neither here nor there. Um, and then uh, I really don't think there's. Oh wait, we beat South Carolina forty-one to seventeen. If you <laughs> so, haven't heard, if you have not heard, <laughs> so that's pretty much our SEC East wrap up. Um, what do you want to? What do you think about? Let's move over to the SEC West. Did you catch any of the uh, Mississippi State Kansas State game? I didn't catch any of that game, but I had I was looking at stats and stuff, and, and people were still people were saying that Fitzgerald was not not as uh, 
not being as dominant as they wanted him to be. Uh, but I think he still played well. Um, I think they're going to be a, a good team kind of moving forward. Uh, but it's a uh, it's it's interesting. I think that I think they're going to be a they're going to be a solid team. But the West is getting interesting. Uh, it definitely is. And and Mississippi, I think Mississippi State's like you said. I think their defensive front seven is solid. Nick Fitzgerald is is still kind of he's he's kind of not he's not passing very well. He's kind of struggling to do that. Um, and obviously, there's still going to be a run first team. So. I think Mississippi State's a pretty pretty solid team. Um, obviously, Alabama, Alabama is known in the in the betting world to just cover every game. <laughs> uh, they're playing Ole Miss this weekend, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. But yeah, they beat Arkansas State fifty-seven to seven. There's nothing really to see there. Um, I'm here's here's what I'll say is you know Arkansas played the Fighting Bobos over in Colorado State. Yeah. <laughs> And they got beat. <laughs> yeah, go go dogs. <laughs> the Fighting Bobos beat beat Arkansas thirty four to twenty seven. Uh, good for him. He kind of started off pretty poorly, losing to Hawaii and then Colorado, and then uh, turn around and beat an SEC team, a strong SEC team. Mm, yes, <laughs> very very strong. Now I, I was I was proud of that for Bobo, especially as kind of what was going on with him. Uh, with the health the health stuff going on at the beginning of the season, so I was super pumped to see that here at the beginning of the year. And uh, but yeah, Arkansas is just kind of uh, they're very underwhelming. I mean, they're new coach, and and that that guy's kind of an interesting hire in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not really they're going to be kind of the they're going to be the the Vanderbilt of of the of the uh, of the, the West this year. I think so too. I think so too. And and the funny thing is. You know, moving on to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is actually they started off the season beating Texas Tech, who I think, you know, could be a decent team in the Big Twelve, which isn't saying a whole lot. That basically means that you're pretty good at offense and uh, you played zero defense. They actually struggled. Ole Miss did against Southern Illinois. They were actually down at halftime, thirty-eight to thirty-five, and I was thinking, man, I mean they. They might lose this ball game, but uh, they came out. I think so. Yeah, Southern Illinois only scored three points in the second half, and then they went on to score uh, forty-one points. Uh, yeah, forty-one points in the second half to beat them seventy-six forty-one. So it's kind of one of those things that Ole Miss is kind of regressing on their defensive side of the ball. I feel like they used to be when they played Alabama tough, and they beat them. I think they beat them two two years in a row. I mean, I felt like their defense was pretty solid. Yeah, they've got a they've got a their defense is terrible, but they've got a high powered offense. I mean, they're they're doing well. So I mean, they'll put I think they'll put up some like put up some points against Alabama, but Alabama's just gonna gonna do some do some stuff too. We're gonna talk about that, but they're gonna <laughs> that's gonna get that's gonna get ugly. Yeah, uh, I think they're uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's not gonna be close. The last game I kind of wanted uh, us to kind of circle in on, did you catch uh, – I mean, you, you, you got to watch a lot of the Texas A&M-Clemson game, didn't you? Yeah, and that was super surprising. It um, was. I, I was not – I mean, I thought that I, – I knew Jimbo was walking into a good thing. I, I just felt like that uh, Kev, uh, they just weren't – they weren't the, – the Texas A&M program wasn't managed well. Uh, they they're just there's a lot of good talent and you're in you're in Texas like there's no you're the, by far the most attractive team in the conference or in the in the state right now I mean you're in the SEC 
you've got the biggest stadium, uh, you've got the uh, like you've got the fan base, you've got everything you need to be the dominant player in the state of Texas. So what's going on? And and I think that uh, no matter how much you hate Jimbo and he's just not a very good human being, he's still going to make a good team. And you saw that those guys those guys played well. They've got a hell of a quarterback. And they put it to Clemson. I don't know if Clemson was just kind of sleep, was just kind of resting on their laurels, but A and M came came at them. And I think uh, I think A and M is going to be a dominant player uh, moving forward because it was it was a really good game. Um, and I think they kind of got robbed with that that uh, that that touchback call there toward the end. Um, that was a bold call by the ref uh, to call that a touchback. Um, in my in my opinion, and, uh, and but they still and even then they still put themselves in a chance in a, in a position to, to tie the ball game so I mean it was a it, it was a fun game to watch watching that in Florida at the same time man I was getting excited I was having a good old time <laughs> yeah dude I mean Texas A&M I, I agree with you man I was very very surprised that they made that call at the end of the ball game for it to be out of the back of the end zone which I think is the biggest load of crap in the entire rule back rule book I, I think at the very least the team should get the, the the possessing team should get the ball back at like the 25 yard line or something like that. But for it to be a turnover just because you fumbled out of the back of the end zone just makes zero sense to me. I hope they change that in the future. Maybe this game is going to be one of the reasons why they do. Um, but I I agree with you, man. They got they have a hell of a quarterback. He's got one of those releases that you watch and he it's so quick. I mean, two seconds. It like, really un- insane. It's it's so quick. I don't even. I don't even. I'm not even sure what the guy's name is to be honest with you. Um, but he Kel- Kelly Mond. Mond. Kelly, yeah. Kellen Mond. Yeah, Kellen yeah. Mond. Kellen Mond. Um, but he uh, he's got one of those releases that you watch and like, dang man, I don't even know how he was able to throw it 40 yards down the field. So he's um he's good. And then they had that one receiver that had a hell of a holy day. cow number 13 Ro- Rogers Kendrick Rogers. That's oh my. Name. God, that guy was a freaking – I thought at one point that his leg got ripped off of his body. You know what play I'm talking about? He was on the sideline or something, and I thought, like, he got in a tussle with the cornerback, and I was like, oh, my God, he's dead. The man is dead. And he just got up and had like nothing happened and had six more catches for, like, 130 more yards. I'm just like, this guy's a freaking machine, like a freaking predator out there. <laughs> yeah, he's got the dreads and all, man. Yeah, he was insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're good for that guy for getting back up and – I mean, they should have won that ball game, in my opinion. I mean, I think that, that – so if they had scored and then had – you know, they may have had to kick an onside kick. But, you know, then the defense, at right after they fumbled through the back of the end zone, uh, the defense held them, and then they had to punt to them, and that's how they scored their last touchdown. So it's just, just kind of one of those things that I hate to see whenever the officials kind of steal away a win like that. But, I mean, Clemson fought hard, obviously, but maybe they're just not quite as good as they as we think they are. But let me tell you one thing about them. I would not be surprised if Trevor Lawrence takes over that starting position within the next two or three get ball games. Uh, not to get into to this – I think he'll. I think it'll be a, a while before Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I think I think Bruce is going to hold on to that position for a while. I mean, I think he played well. Trevor Lawrence just he had one good ball, and then the receiver made just an insane catch and then an insane move. And, and I mean, Trevor Lawrence is good, but I mean, I'm, I'm not going to. To me, after watching that, he didn't say show anything to take it out of Brooks's hands. So 
Well, you know, I'm just trying to say his 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 throwing is sexy. That's all I gotta he's say. Just, he's, just, you know? he's just in the sunshine. He's just like I am. I, I'll be honest with you. You know, just kind of following him and his recruitment, and then it was kind of you know we got Fields, and then Clemson got Trevor Lawrence, and they you know played high school football 30 minutes away from. Well, each we've other. been talking. I feel like we've been talking about Trevor Lawrence for like 12 years. I mean, I literally feel like we've <laughs> yeah. been talking about him since he was seven. So I am. I am. He's at Clemson. He's gonna do his thing. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to to, to worry about our, our boys in Athens. I'm this kid's gonna do his thing, but uh, I'm 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 ready for what we got. Hey, dude, I'm 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 completely with you, and also I think we got a, got the better end of that deal. Uh, take, give me Justin Fields, a guy who can throw just as well as Trevor, and then also run the ball like he can. He's he's gonna be stud. I'm pumped about Fields. More pumped about Fields. I'm glad we got him and not Trevor. Um. I think in uh I think if we basically I mean we're not gonna go into huge depth in the SEC update I guess as as we would call it um, when we have future previews of ball games that actually mean something we'll go a little bit more in depth on our opponent but um, this week not so much let's uh let's go ahead and get into our Chancy and Cheese games of, games the, of week. the week. <laughs> I'll go ahead and uh, I'll throw them at you. Let's uh, let's uh, see what you think. Oklahoma plays Iowa State. Oklahoma's favored by seventeen and a half. Who you got? There? Yeah, I'm I'm going Oklahoma on that. Uh, they this this quarterback they got is uh, he is very good, and uh, they'll put up they will put up the points. I think you know the funny thing is Iowa State. So Iowa State played Iowa last weekend, and they held them to I think thirteen points. They've got a solid defense. That number seems way too low. Though. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look Oklahoma all day. Kyler Murray's a stud. He's him, and you know there's a couple other guys that are kind of in the Heisman, the Heisman front runner. So I'm gonna go ahead and take Oklahoma as well. Vanderbilt plays Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is favored by 14. How you feeling there? Give me the give me the Fighting Irish on that. Not not too not too hard for me. I I, I just I think Notre Dame, the, the Michigan game, they were kind of down for that. They struggled last week. I think that was kind of a that was kind of a hangover from the week before. Um, I think they'll be they'll be kind of they'll be buttoned back up for Vanderbilt. I don't think Vanderbilt's a, a great squad, and um, I think they'll they'll handle business. If if that line was thirteen and a half, I'm jumping on Notre Dame a lot. I'm still going to take Notre Dame with that spread, um, but I'm not super confident in it. I, and I'm not saying Vanderbilt, I think, is, is a solid, like a, an amazing squad. I mean, this happened last year whenever Vanderbilt played Alabama, and it was like, okay, Vanderbilt had held, you know, over the pre- previous games in their, in the, on their schedule, they had actually played some very good defense and all that, and they, they're like, okay, the Alabama line was way too small. Alabama beat them, what, 59-0 last yeah. year? I'm going to take Notre Dame. There's a good chance they win by like 17, so I'm with you on that one. LSU plays Auburn at Auburn. It is the CBS game at 3:30. Auburn's favored by 10 points here. What are you feeling on that one? This is a, this is a tough one. Um, this is always a fun game, like we like we kind of talked about. I think that I think LSU had a great opener versus versus Miami, and, and they really they showed that. They're not a terrible football team, but I don't think they're going to be a really good football team. So I, I think this is a game that will be close. 
um, that'll be closed for a half. And, and then I think Auburn, they're not going to win by a lot, but I think they're going to win by a couple of touchdowns, um, a couple of big plays by, by Auburn, just like a couple of in routes or something that's just going to – somebody's going to bust out down the sideline and just kind of take the wind out of LSU sails. Um, that's kind of my thought on this game. So I, I, I'm going to take Auburn, unfortunately, on these points. How dare you. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so here's what I'll say about it. I think – so LSU and Auburn both have – a very good front seven on defense. Both overall, their defenses are both pretty solid. The difference is going to definitely be Auburn's offense, and I think Auburn ends up winning this ball game. But I think it's going to be like a twenty-seven to twenty-one game, or maybe a thirty-one to twenty-seven or so game. So I'm going to take LSU with the points there. If this game was in Death Valley, I'd be there a hundred percent. But for some reason, just being being at Auburn. Uh, that's what's kind of leaning me that direction, so that's why I'm that's why I'm leaning to the dark side here. Yeah, no, that's okay, man. We'll uh, forgive you never. Um, let's see. Let's go ahead with Alabama plays Ole Miss at Ole Miss. Uh, Alabama is favored by 21 points. I'm just gonna go ahead and say Alabama's gonna cover that, and uh, let's see what your take is. As much as I don't want them to cover that, I mean that's just Ole Miss defense is. God awful. Alabama's defense is great. They'll 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 cover that no problem. Yeah, Tua Tua Tugudlo Tug Tugudlo Vova is gonna uh, he's gonna run wild on all this. I truly don't know how to pronounce it and I'm not trying to like make I don't I don't I don't care to learn how his name is pronounced. We it doesn't matter. <laughs> he sure can. Uh, so we got Ohio State. <laughs> We're gonna move on here. Um, we got Ohio State versus TCU at TCU. Ohio State's favored by thirteen and a half. How you feeling on that one, Chance Pants? Mm-hmm. My, uh, I hate Ohio State so much. This is like, mm, this is tough. Let me go. I'm gonna go with Ohio State on this one. Um, I think TCU is a good football team, but Ohio State's just as much as I hate them. They're they're a good squad, and I can see them beating them by beating them by two touchdowns for sure um, late in the game. So that's what I that's what I'm gonna go with. Well, so I actually had a little bit of uh, you know I have had a little bit of interest on TCU last weekend when they played SMU. Um, put a little put a little uh, money on, on on TCU to cover, and they did. But they actually so because of that, I actually watched a little bit of the ball game on Friday, and uh, they really didn't impress me a whole lot. They didn't score a lot of points until the second half. In fact, they struggled a lot in the first half. So I'm going to go with Ohio State to cover, and in fact, I think they might win by 21 or 24 points. So I'm going to go ahead with Ohio State uh, to cover the 13 and a half point spread. USC plays Texas. At Texas, I had plans. You know, our our, our boy Tyler Sanye, shout out to Tyler Sanye. Um, he actually was. We had plans to kind of go to this game um, and make a make a trip out of it and go to Austin and and, and see this ball game because it's kind of a historical. You know, obviously because of the Rose Bowl back in the day. Um, but I'll be honest with you, I don't have a lot of faith in Texas, and I'm. USC, it's USC is, sorry, Texas is favored by three points. I, it's, it's a small spread. I'm going to go with, 
Hell, I'll go with Texas just because. <laughs> you were going to do the thing that I was going to do. <laughs> go ahead. Well, if you're going to go Texas, I'm just going to go USC, and then we're just going to keep it interesting. I, I don't think we know enough about either either of these teams to, to make a good to make a good call. And um, dude, Texas could be back this week. They could be back. They could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they say that every week, and I hope they are. I, I I like Texas. It's the only team in the Big 12 that I'm like, all right, well, I, I feel like they're similar to Georgia. It's the state school. I mean, it's a huge following. They have their own network, all this kind of stuff. So I, I'm just kind of pulling for Texas. That's the only reason that I'm going to pick them in this situation, but uh, hopefully they pull that thing out. Uh, so the funny thing is, I think that that may be the deciding factor on if you beat me this week because last week, Chancey went three and one, uh, and the only one that he missed was the Clemson cover, and uh, which they did not cover against Texas A&M. Uh, Chi went, myself went two and two. So Chancey's up three to one, uh, three and one uh, over two and two uh, over the season, and we're only. In week three, so this is going to get a, become a heated well. Battle. I can can I say though that we on our on our both of our passion picks between South Florida and, and Arizona State, we, we we got it. We we were on. We hate Georgia Tech, so we picked that, and then we just we got on the Herm train, and the Herm tra- train's just going. <laughs> You're exactly right. I had so, exactly I had so right. much Which, fun just watching that game. It was it was super late, and it was just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> This game is this game is so much fun. Like, what's going on? But I, I I can't say that I actually watched any of that because it, it it was late and I was at a engagement party, things like that that get in the way of football. But I was I was very pumped to see that Arizona State pulled it out because I think Herm is is not only a great guy but a great coach. He's kind of out of his element right now, but at the same time he's. I was reading something earlier this week that was saying that he was actually one of the better uh, first-year coaching hires in this season. That's uh, you know one of the most successful first-year coaches this year um, because he's he's got that experience. But he came into this game and it's it's a college atmosphere. It's different. I mean, he coached in the NFL for a long time, and sure enough, he's still winning. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if anybody saw any of this game, but I just got so pumped because it, before the game started, he. They put the camera on him before they got on the field, and he just kept he just kept yelling, "Leave, leave it on the grass, leave it on the grass!" And he just yelled it. He yelled I it like thirty times, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah leave it on, leave it on the grass, guys, <laughs> leave it on the grass, Sun Devils." Well, 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 Herm, they're they're playing on grass. No, I actually saw that and was very pumped, I and mean, it kind of got me hyped up. I got goosebumps from it. So Herm, Herm was meant to be back in coaching right now. I really don't know how old he is, but I hope he coaches for the rest of his life because he's good for college football. He's good for those kids over at Arizona State. So good for them coming out on top, 16-13 to 13 over Michigan State. So proud of those guys, proud of Herm. Not that he needs me to uh, be proud of him, but once again. That yeah. needed that- – he he's got he's got it all he's got it all covered. What's your you got you got plans for the uh, got plans for the weekend? What you thinking? Plans for the weekend are, you know, I I live in Athens. I am very blessed to live in Athens. Uh, so that's uh, kind of one of those things where, when it's a home game and I have tickets to the game, I, I will certainly be there. So I'm going to go to the game, but obviously Friday night beforehand, you're coming in town. Uh, I think we're gonna try to. Maybe hit up a brewery or not, Creature Comforts. If you want to advertise on here, that'd be fantastic. Uh, but 
Creature Comforts might be the game plan on Friday night, but uh, we'll be set up about 10.30 for the 7, uh, 7.15 or 7.30 kickoff. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll be kind of tailgating and, and getting our getting our tailgate on for the day. Well, if you're if you're watching or if you're listening to this because you're not watching this, but if you're listening to this before the uh, before the game, be, be cognizant of kickoff because apparently Florence might be uh, screwing with the kickoff time. That there's been talk of that, um, so just be be mindful, be, be thinking, be aware. Uh, but very similar uh, similar similar game plan coming in. I'll be getting there. Uh, getting in town on Friday, and uh, just just kind of probably going to be a lightly attended game. Uh, not going to be a whole lot of folks in, especially with the weather and things like that. Um, but it'll it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be a fun game. So looking forward to yeah. it. And I think and you're going to stop by the tailgate for uh, for yeah yeah for a little yeah, while. yeah yeah yeah. This, I thought I thought you that know, was under- I thought that is, was understood. No, it is it is. But I just want to make sure the the listeners know that Chancy and she will be back together on Millage Avenue. Over next to the Butler lot, next to the uh, or in front of the old decrepit house that's uh, falling apart. So, it, you know, if you're looking for us and you want to, you know, get an autograph or something <laughs> like that, then uh, come on, <laughs> yeah, uh, come on you. by, man. We'll uh, yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have some beers on ice for you, and uh, we'll have the satellite set up. Let's be honest, it might just be me, you, and my brother, and, and my oldest and brother, Bo, Bo, be there. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, uh, baby Bo, baby Bo. Uh, so, we're, uh, man, we're going to be, it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be kind of a laid-back kind of day. And, you know, that kind of gives us more time to enjoy the 3.30 CBS game and, uh, you know, watch LSU take on Auburn. So, I'm pumped about it. And, and as we're kind of we're kind of wrapping this up, we, we do, there, there are going to be some weeks like this kind of throughout. So, our goal is to kind of do, like we, we mentioned, is do a, a, a post-game uh, early in the week. If The goal is to do it on Sunday, but – as early in the week as possible and then kind of do a, a, a preview for the game um, uh, before the game uh, before the game on Saturday so uh, but there are some weeks where we're not going to have as much to talk about as others um, but we do uh, we do want to hear from you guys we've, we've had a lot of you guys that have have, have mentioned that you want to want to uh want to chime in and talk with us and uh so the first first way we're going to do this is we've got an email address so if you do have uh things you want us to talk about or questions or or things you want us to go over um shoot us an email at uh calling the dogs pod at gmail.com so calling uh the dogs pod at gmail.com and if you want to like i said shoot some questions in um just kind of give your thoughts or whatever it may be that's our email address and uh, we're, we're not super technical, so we're figuring all this stuff out. But uh, if you want to send us, like I said, send us a message, send us something to talk about. Um, we, we'd love to love to chat about it and um, and get get your thoughts in here. Um, we're, we're trying we're, we're trying to get creative. We're not very creative people, um, but we're trying to think of some new ideas and some new things to, to, to get you guys in on this. So we're just starting to get the hang of this. So uh, as we new ideas come up, um, we want to. Uh, get get you get you folks more involved because there's there's actually a lot of y'all and uh, we weren't ready for this and so <laughs> we're we're just uh, we're enjoying this we're having we're having a good time so we want to we want to get you we want to get you good folks included. Yeah yeah no I mean if you want if there's something that you want us to discuss, send us an email man. I mean we we'd be happy to to take on the callers if you will in a way. And uh, let's just, you know, let's have some fun with this thing. So if you if you feel like it, just go ahead and shoot us an email, and we'll uh, we'll kind of discuss it or say, hey, that's dumb or something. <laughs> um, but uh, 
Otherwise, uh, let's uh, let's do this thing. So, I, you know, is there anything else you want to say, Chance? Man, Chancy? I'm uh, I, I'm good. I'm just I'm pumped for uh, pumped for the weekend. We got some good football this weekend. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, all I'm gonna say on the end here is uh, go dogs, and let's uh, let's uh, go ahead and beat the Raiders. I think is what they're called, and uh, let's just move on from here. Dogs on top. We'll uh, we'll see y'all on Saturday. Thank you all so much for listening to Calling the Dogs with Chansey and Chi. Please bear with us as we try to figure this whole thing out. We're having a great time, and we hope you are too. Uh, Be sure to check us out on all of the social medias. Uh, We're on Instagram at Calling the Dogs Pod, Facebook at Calling the Dogs Podcast, and we're on YouTube. So be sure to check us out there. Until next time, go dogs.